Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I've been away and the break has been good. I got to go to Canada again to see Noah and Ella and I managed to combine that with a meeting with Don Meredith, the first Jamaican to become a senator in the Canadian Parliament. Before I start today's show, I'd like to ask you to vote for the podcast in the Podcast Awards. Simply go to www.podcastawards.com and vote for us under Education. I think as well as giving me a pat on the back, it would be a fitting and a great endorsement for the island of Jamaica during its 50th anniversary if we were to win the award. So don't forget www.podcastawards.com. Go to education and vote. This is the story of how one small island conquered the world. Jamaican Patois. And a fair start, a Safa Pound. Usain Bolt is also out well. Here they come down the track. Usain Bolt! It's a story of music, sport and style. How its rhythms, athletes and language went global. This is how Jamaica conquered the world. My name is Michael Riley, uh, spelt M-Y-K-A-E-L-L. Hi, I'm Jazzy B, the original funky dread of Soul to Soul. The story of Soul Soul is quite an interesting one in terms of UK black music, UK soul, if you like, and UK reggae, because there is a, a blending or a merging of all those influences when we come to Soul to Soul. My main influences over the years growing up in North London around many Jamaicans and being influenced by the style and the culture. Being from Antigua, the two islands or the two countries now in some way are inseparably linked. We tend to gravitate to one another. Growing up there really wasn't a distinction between any of the other kids from the Caribbean other than the fact that uh, we were of a darker hue. But that might have included some Greek guys as well and obviously a lot of mixed race people. So growing up in North London we were very multicultural. Five of my brothers all had different sound systems living in one house. From my early, early days carrying the KT-88s for my brother's sound system, being the little mascot on the old garage turntable, standing on some baby sham crates. 
and my love for it really stems from the smell of the valve. I mean after the valve's been on for like three or four hours they sort of let off this little fume and the vapours of that makes a good scent. I mean nobody bottled it yet but that may be something I might try and do a little bit later on. I always had things in my mind, in my head and my vision and my daydreams about having this sound system. Obviously I was privy to a lot of the things that were going on in Jamaica because that was obviously the backdrop or the spy hole to the rest of the world. Nineteen seventy seven, the Queen Silver Jubilee, that's what was going down. Punk rock was huge the time when we were coming up. So this whole idea of anarchy, three day week, no inhibitions, the days were sweet in the seventies. My first taste of the sound system was coming of age in 1977 to celebrate the Queen's Silver Jubilee. That's when my sound system originally played out for the first time at the street party. 12 pounds we got for that day. Big day. I bought my first turntable with that money. Playing outside my house, in my own little world. I'm not sure if anybody was there beside the ice cream and jelly. There was loads of things going on, but I just remember just being in my element. I didn't want to be like a traditional sound system, but I wanted to sound like that. I didn't want my music to be traditionally soul music or dub music, but to sound like that. I didn't want to be a ruster or a dread, but to almost look like that, and so on and so forth. So as a young man, you're carving your way through society growing up in Britain and not being able to appreciate when Britain was great, what was going on, because we were taking all those elements. That was one of the beauties of growing up in the 70s, having no inhibitions. Technology was just about to kick in. So here was an end to the class system and a rise to being an entrepreneur. That all happened for me almost overnight. So 1986, Soul to Soul were flying high, one of the biggest sound systems in the UK, meaning the fact that my sound was playing out five days a week. I had had my market stalls all around and I'd already traveled to Japan and Korea twice on a cultural exchange. I think I just got my first residency at a club in New York called the Mars Club in the Meatpacking District, which was a large venue. So for me, by that time I already made it, the tone was already set. So everything that came along after that was gravy. Britain at the time was sort of standing on its last feet being the Great Britain and we had the chance of taking all the great things out of Britain and almost like fusing them with all our own objectives and ideas. And what was very interesting was the fact that the rest of the world were interested in it. And we seemed to be riding a quest of a wave that hadn't been pointed out before. We weren't necessarily going against the grain, but it would have looked like that from ordinary people's point of view. From the mid 80s, what we know now as the club culture was evolving. And inside of that club culture, Soul to Soul played a major role. We had just finished doing all the warehouse parties in East London and about to embark on taking the funky dread and Soul to Soul uptown. And they Covent Garden was a spot called the Africa Centre. 
to be in the West End as a black man with a huge sound system and a reasonable following, I chose a Sunday night, not a Saturday night. Just to really solidify the fact of what we were doing was something of worth and value because as far as we were concerned, as the Funky Dreads, we were serious. We, we had a point to prove, a groove to dig. Excuse the pun. In the early days, you had the Africa Center, and a lot of the music which was played there was a combination of, today we refer to it as bass music, but it was bass heavy music, because the origins of Soul to Soul is very much a reggae sound system. So reggae is a dominant musical reference. The sound system is the platform on which the music is played, and that's very Jamaican, which takes us back to that culture or community that Jazzy grew up in. So from the Africa Center in the West End, it just became a place that by word of mouth everybody wanted to go to everybody wanted to be seen there it was a social scene it's a scene where we came up with a motto a happy face a thumping bass for a loving race It's important to bring into the frame when talking about Soul to Soul various components in terms of personnel. We've got Nellie Hooper, who's white from Bristol. We've got Jazzy B, who's black Caribbean. And within that, we have two cultures coming together. But influences also. We have a meeting of everything from punk to reggae to hip-hop being merged as one sound, which is the Soul to Soul sound but it's targeting a community that is just as mixed. So when you go into describing the music now, it's very difficult because who feels it knows it? In the simplistic terms, it would have had the solidness and the fluidity of that roaring, thunderous bass line. It obviously contained melodies and had the angels singing, like I said, the players of instruments in the good book. And then it was topped off by melodies that would be never forgotten. And our second release was a song called Fair Play. For most people, that was probably the birth of Soul to Soul. If we look at the artists that come out of the UK, you'll find that artists like Loose Ends, artists like Omar, their soul dropped and the expressions dropped like a reggae tune. You had a fat ottoman, which was completely in contrast to the American soul sound, which was hi-fi, which was mid-range, targeting what we call a radio sound. In the UK, the soul sound came out of the sound system. It's important to put Soul to Soul in some kind of musical context. And why, if you like, Soul to Soul appealed to a reggae community just as much as it appealed to a soul community. And within sound system, reggae was a dominant music. Every so often you get a soul tune that would be dropped to either speed things up or change the mood, but it was dominated by reggae music. Jazzy was a reggae man on a reggae sound system playing predominantly reggae. Initially, when the sound was set up, it then became a mixture of music. Never did he lose touch with reggae, where bass is the key sonic feature.
it's not surprising the type of music which was created. You could feel the legacy of reggae. You had bands like Loose End from about 84 pumping out a UK soul sound. By the time in 1986 Loose End had a number one in the US with Slow Down. If you listen to Slow Down, it's a coming together of a reggae culture that has informed and influenced the writers in the UK who are in love with soul. So their soul has a reggae bottom end to it, has a reggae drop to it, while still being soul in terms of the delivery of the vocals, and which appealed to a UK audience and stood out as being very different in America. Both Loose Ends and Soul to Soul score US number ones. went on to go to America, then we're probably the last batch of people where, as a black artist, you went to the black charts before you went to the billboard charts. So socially, something happened in the evolution of Soul to Soul. It wasn't necessarily just about the music, which was embraced by all the rest of the world. I mean, you're looking at Europe, the war coming down in Germany. So a lot of these barriers started to crumble and fall down. During that particular era, I had no idea of what was going on. It was just a matter of just taking it as it came. Now in latter years, I've been able to see what's happened and enjoy some of the fruits of our labor. Now in those early days, Soul to Soul making and playing music wasn't just about us playing the latest Chicago tracks song. It wasn't just about us playing the latest tune. We were like heavily into rare groove, breakbeats, being b-boys and b-girls. We were all into everything electronic and everything to do with the future and the traditions of sound systems. And at this point, I've got to point out, Soul to Soul could have only have happened in Britain. What I had gone out there to do, which was to be potentially the biggest sound system in the world, as far as I was concerned, objectively, we had had it. As I mentioned in the last pod, I'm part of Project History. You can hear me debate whether Rome was overrated in the latest cage match. So head over to the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward how Jamaica for the link where I route the opposition. Thanks for the reviews, folks. We are almost there with my request of getting 50 UK reviews and 20 in the US. So thanks to Chaz Elliott, Naomi Mathis, Manny S, Sean DeMac, Two Juice and IC London. And in the US, Sideways and We All Need Love. And we do have a, a new Canadian review, which is from Mr. Mike. I've decided to recommend a tune a day on my Twitter feed. So you can follow me where I'm at Royfield, spelled R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D, to get hold of that. Don't forget you can also follow at How Jamaica on Twitter to see what news the project has. And also the web address for the website where you can find more information on the characters behind the show is www.howjamaicaconquertheworld.com. See you all next week. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.